Folks, hey, hopefully you had a great turkey day. Boy, it's exciting. We got the sun out. It's going to be 50 degrees. We got an exciting show for you planned today. We're talking with Samantha Sargent about what time banks are. But before we get started, we always start out with our hometown hero. Brought to you by Mary Golds. We have Missy you Vegas joining us. Missy, are you there? Yes, I am. Fantastic. Missy serves our community down at Memorial Hospital, has a heart of a servant. Missy, tell us a little bit about what you do down there. Well, I work in the intensive care unit, uh, neurotrauma side, and um, I mean, I work with uh, the vented, sedated, um, really critically ill patients. That's unbelievable. How long have you been doing that? I've been doing this for about three and a half years. Uh, graduated in 2019 and been doing uh, ICU since I graduated. So that's crazy. So you got started right in the heat of COVID. Yeah, uh, I got a couple of months um, on my own uh, as a new baby nurse. And yes, started right in COVID, not knowing what to do, what was happening. And it was a scary time for sure. Wow. Talk about baptism by fire. So are things a a little bit less stressful now, or are you still seeing a lot of traffic through the hospital? Oh, a lot of traffic. I mean, everybody's, I mean, we always have a problem with everybody being critically ill. We never have a lull, really. We got like a couple days of a lull, and then it's back to being really critically ill. Wow. And how many hours would you say you're working a week? 36. That's, that's 36. We're required to do three twelves in a week. That's quite a bit. That's quite a bit. Well, and, you know, Memorial <laughs> Hospital is probably, wouldn't you say, the busiest hospital here in town, right? It is. It's the only level one trauma center and I believe the only stroke center for all of southern Colorado and northern New Mexico. Wow. Well, we appreciate your service to the community. It takes a lot. You guys deal with a lot down there on the ground level, especially at Memorial Central. And so, Mary Golds, we're going to treat you, you and a guest, um, to a nice dinner, whatever you'd like, wine, dessert. They do a great job up there. Just as a thank you from, uh, you know, the city of Colorado Springs, saying we appreciate your service and everything you're doing to keep us healthy. God, I'm, I'm so happy. Like, that's such a nice thing to hear, to be honest with you. Um, I feel like a lot of times we uh, we just fly under the radar and do a whole lot for the community. But I really appreciate you guys uh, even calling me today. Of, of course, you got it. And we, we appreciate you and your heart and your being a, you know, a, a servant, really, and uh, helping people when they're at their worst. That's, that's something that's pretty incredible. Well, thank you so much, Justin. You got it, Missy. Have a great um, holiday. I know you're on the road, so we will let you go, and you take care, okay? Awesome. You too, bud. See you later. All right, folks. Make sure you stick around. We are talking time banks with Samantha Sargent. We'll be right back here after a quick message. Hey, folks, thanks for sticking around. We got a very exciting show planned for you, and it's a great topic because it's about giving back to the community, and I know a lot of you were probably thinking about that yesterday as we celebrated Thanksgiving. So we have Samantha Sargent joining us. Samantha, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. 
You got it. So we were just chatting a little bit about how you are married to, uh, you know, somebody who's in the reserves, who was active duty and everything you're doing. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to Colorado Springs and what you're currently doing. Sure. I actually came to Colorado Springs because my dad got a transfer. So in junior high, we moved to Colorado from California and I've been here ever since. I told you earlier, I birthed three natives of my own. So I should just be grandfathered in as a native, right? You belong. You've earned your stripes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And and your husband is, um, he was at Fort Carson here. Am I correct? Um, when he went reservist, he had just come back from Hawaii. So when he was active duty, he was in Hawaii, moved here um, to go reservist to get his master's in counseling. And then that's when I met him um, when I was working at a martial arts school, actually. Wow, and he's helping on the um, DOD side right now, you said, right? Correct. He just started a new job two weeks ago. Wow, so you guys are all about service. I love it. We do, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're a parent, you kind of feel like you, you know, give a lot. And when you have your kids get older and you want to give more, you find other outlets for that. So I think the Time Bank serves for both of those regions, um, stay-at-home moms, retired, people that just want a hobby or something to give back to. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about what time banks are. I mean, if someone's listening right now, they're cruising down I-25, they're going, what is a time bank? How would you best summarize that? So basically, you bank your time. A lot of people get it confused with timeshares, or they think it has to do something with money, but it's all about your time. So we trade time for time. Everyone's hour has the same value. So when we give something, then we can also look at the group, what else they're giving, and then we can receive back. So the give and the take um, naturally occurs. It's very social. So you get to meet new people and experience new things that maybe you never thought about experiencing before until you go on the platform. And you're like, oh, someone's offering few free music lessons. I never thought about playing the guitar. Let me try this out. And then you spend your time credit instead of monetary dollars. That's great. And so how did this evolve? So actually, um, Time Banks is a worldwide movement that's been uh, started in the 80s with Edgar Kahn. And now in Colorado Springs, it's a worldwide movement. We just opened the Pikes Peak Region chapter a year ago, this week actually. So we, each group can kind of be what it wants to be. Um, but worldwide, it's basically a mobilized community of givers that, like I said, can also exchange that time. So everyone has the same value in that one hour. Yeah, and you talk about a platform. So what, obviously, I would you know would think it has to do with the internet. Is it an app? Is it a website? How does that look for somebody it who wants to set internet, it up? It is on the internet, which I, I've looked at old videos, and they used to actually just print the dollars out and write in and exchange the pieces of paper to know what they got. But now we do have um, a customer relationship manager that will give you your membership and help you look at what other people have to offer and it keeps track of all of the time for us. So we don't have to keep track of it ourselves. We can just go online, pikespeakregion.timebanks.org, and look at how much time we've given, how much time we have to spend, and then look at the things that are being offered by other members and then offer up our own gifts and talents, whether it's helping someone paint a fence or go grocery shopping or take a ride somewhere. Um, all of those things really were only limited by our imagination. So if you're like, hey, I have this to give of my time, is that allowed? The answer is always yes. That's great. So if somebody's listening right now, they what was the website again? PikesPeakRegion.TimeBanks.org. That's great. And so they go on there, they create an account. 
Correct. And what does that look like? Do they have to say, what are you willing to give? Or I mean, how do the credits work and stuff like that? Right. So it actually walks you through it. You put in your basic data, your name, your information, whatever you want to. And then it walks you through, what are you good at? Can you sew? Can you knit? Can you cook? And you click all the things that you can do, mechanic, electrical, anything like that. And then it's my job as the facilitator, as the founder of the Pikes Peak Region Time Banks, to know all the members and to help pair them. So when someone puts out a request, maybe they didn't see that someone else has that skill. So it's my job to pair them and to match them together and say, hey, did you see this person's request? Are you able to accommodate what they're asking? And that person may say no. And then I just kind of help them look for somebody else or recruit new members and, and see if they're willing to um, do that trade with those time dollars. So it sounds pretty simple as far it as the is. setup. It prompts you, says mm-hmm. what, you know, can you can you give? And then once you get your profile set up, is how does that page look like where you're, you know, is it is it look like a Craigslist? How's the setup of that? I guess you could say it kind of does, but it's it you can put pictures in there, so it's like a social media profile okay. right there, all in one. And the beautiful thing about it too is that just for setting up your own membership, you've earned twenty minutes of a time credit right away. And then by connecting with someone like me that's more familiar, doing an orientation and kind of going through some different videos, every moment that you spend learning about the time credits, the Pikes Peak Region Time Banks pays you time credits for that. So you've already earned by learning. And then now you're ready to say, oh, I'd like to take this person up on this offer or I'd like to put in an offer and let people know what I do and how, how do you, I can how, help them. How do you get more credits? You just do things with people. Okay. <laughs> so even we have a lot of event people on our platform and they offer free events and free education. And if it's your first time, uh, we were talking about One Million Cups a little earlier. Um, if someone just comes to their first gathering and they don't know what it is, just by coming and supporting that event, they've earned a time credit. And okay. then when they come in the future, they can um, either pay into that group or they can um, earn more time credits as well. So... It's funny because I see the look on your face and, you know, a lot of people are like, gosh, it just seems too easy, but it's so difficult. (laughs) (laughs) But do you get a credit when you give your time? Yes. Okay. Yes. So if I'm saying, hey, I'm going to go give somebody a tennis lesson for an hour, then I get a credit for time that I could maybe go take a guitar lesson. Exactly. Am I tracking right? Yes, exactly. And, and so how does that get verified? I went and gave someone a tennis lesson for an hour. It's a, on your honor or is it something that, you know, you go on after and give someone a review, say, hey, I got the tennis lesson. It was good. All of the above. Okay. So we try not to police everything. Yeah. So it is the honor system, yeah. but it's great because, again, it's a mobilized community of givers. So people that are giving, they're not trying to usually – take advantage. Yeah, exactly. And actually there's a lot of members. So right now I think we have about 130 members. There's a lot of members that don't track their hours after a certain point. They're like, I love being a part of the platform. I love meeting people. And so they stop putting their time in and we encourage them to continue to put in those trades because long-term, if we want to have a community center where it's time banks focused, we can um, get scholarships and grant funding for that but we have to be able to show that people are using the platform, that people are loving it and that it's working so that we can scale to a new place if we so choose to. So how many per- percentage wise would you say more are more your members on there interested in giving? I think, possibly? I think all of them are. 
And that's actually one of the struggles that we find nationwide or worldwide for the time banks is that people give, give, give. And then when it's time for them that they need something, they don't ask. So part of what I also find my mission is that I love to remind people of their value and remind them that when they're sick, it's okay to ask, hey, can someone bring me some chicken noodle soup? Yeah. Instead of just suffering and then a week later telling everyone, oh, I was so sick. I didn't, you know, I didn't reach out or anything. And then we get upset. We're like, you should have asked. We're here for you instead of suffering in silence. So that's been something that people have been learning how to do as well, which is just as important as giving in some cases. We have to be able to accept a gift from someone when we are in a time of need as well. Yeah, it's humility, right? I yeah. mean, as humans, it's kind of, we th- kind of think we want to be strong. We don't want to show we're weak, but right. really it's, you know, asking for help. And, and you guys are trying to build that community, yes. you know, with new technology, but in an old school way. We're back in the day before right. we had cell phones, internet. I mean, what would happen, right? People exactly. would go knock on someone's door and say, hey, I haven't seen you out and about in the last two or three days. Are you doing okay? And so not all technology is bad. Right. You know, this right. can help connect people back to the true roots of being in a community. Right. You hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it is. And um, we've actually been told that this is a step of, a step above bartering and volunteering because there's no tax implication. When you are trading products, so back in the day, hey, can I borrow a cup of sugar? Yeah, I need some coffee. Um, nowadays, there are tax implications for those <laughs> trades. You're right. Um, and actually, Edgar Kahn, the founder of Time Banks, he ensured that um, our giving of our time would never be taxable. Him and his wife uh, were both lawyers on the East Coast, and they were the ones that put into legislation these things in the 80s. So, no, before that, in the 70s, to ensure that our time could not be taxed. Yeah, well, that's huge because um, if you can barter, mm-hmm. whether it be a cooking lesson or, like you said, a guitar lesson, you know, that's something usually that would cost someone $100 and then you've taxes on top of it. And right. So, what would you say the average age is? Is it more baby boomers or is it a mix of everything? That's a good question. I could probably look in the back office and see if those statistics are available. Um, with 130 or so members, I don't think we have enough numbers to say what the average is. But I do know in the beginning, when Time Banks was first being developed, that it was a lot of retirees mm-hmm. and stay-at-home moms. So it was kind of the opposite spectrum there. But they were coming together. And um, so it's kind of the people who have forgotten their value, people that do give of their time to their family and to their career. And then when they're done with their career, they forget that those skills are still usable outside of being paid for that. That's great, folks. We're talking time banks with Samantha Sargent. Very interesting topic. Learning a lot here. We're going to go to a quick break, and then we'll be right back talking a little bit more how you can get involved and what it's doing for the community. Hey, folks, we are back here on The Extra. We're talking with Samantha Sargent. We're talking time banks. Very interesting. I'm learning a ton. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) And so give us a little bit, you know, we we went through, and folks, if you're just tuning in now, just remember, you can go to caredonewsradio.com. You can download the podcast and hear all the background info if you missed the first segment. Um, But talk a little bit about, you know, someone's on this platform. Um, Give us some examples of some of the things being offered. Yes. So there are actually a handful of CNAs in the group here, and they 
our CNAs all week long. They're giving all week, but they still offer one hour per week for babysitting, companionship, cleaning, and organizing. Um, these are, again, givers. They're people who just love people, and they they want to give. So um, this is not meant to take the place of the monetary system. It's meant to enhance it. We'll never be able to get rid of the money part, but when you can you know, socialize and meet someone in this semi-organic way, um, yeah. it's nice to be able to, to do that. Given me the, uh, you shared with me over the break on the gal who does massages. That's yes. a great one. Exactly. So that's her career. That's her bread and butter. So she can't give 50 hours a month. So um, Nelda's on the platform. She was doing this anyways. Once a month, she was giving a free massage to someone that she felt was worthy of that. And um, now she can go to the time banks and people are requesting her right there. So she's giving that away and she's banking those time credits. And this is one of the ways that I was able to show her why she needed to be on the platform because every summer she needs to do a little bit of yard cleanup in the fall, get those leaves up. Her and her son were spending eight hours doing that, just the two of them. Well, now she can take her time credits and go to the platform and say, hey, everyone, on this day at this time, we're going to be raking. If someone could bring some shovels, um, we would like to pay you in our time credits to help us do some landscaping, some yard work. And instead of her and her son doing that in eight hours, say there's five or so people, they're going to get it done in one hour. And that's going to be a huge blessing to her. So it doesn't have to be, I gave to you, now you give to me. It's I gave to the group and now I can receive what I would like to receive. Yeah, seems like a more of a like a fraternity really of people saying, "Hey, yeah. you know, this helps us stay organized, but we're really here to give and help others." Is what I'm getting out of it. Totally. And I do love the organizational piece cuz it's all on the platform. You record it, it's done. Yeah. Um you don't have to think about it, but you can reference your own account and say, "Oh, how many time credits do I have?" Um and we do like to remind people that you you can go in the negative, you know, not, you don't want to go too far in the negative, but (laughs) (laughs) if you're sick or you're in need or you, you know, have something that you need, you ask and then those time credits go and then givers are going to refill them very quickly. Um, One of the things we talked about over the break too was um, I explain it to people like it's a bowl of fruit. We all come to the table with a piece of fruit. We all put something in and then we take something out that we want. So I don't have to give to the same person that gave back to me. I can give to somebody else and they can give to someone else. So many times in the barter system, I need something you have, but you have nothing else to give me. And in this time banks, it doesn't matter whether you have something to give me back or not because the community will do that. Can I give another example real quick? Yeah, yeah. So I'm really trying to get more organizations involved. I think we have about six organizations right now involved. So Junior Achievement Mm -hmm. is one of those. They require a lot of volunteers. They are run by volunteers. Of course, they have a handful of staff, but they um, now they are a part of the program. So their volunteers can earn time credits, which they were already doing. But now when someone has that landscaping need again, I always go to that because that's what we always need in our house is help outdoors. Yeah. Then um, junior achievement isn't going to be able to come in and help that person do their yard work. And that's why this is so beautiful because now the time banks community can help that individual in a way that junior achievement, it's kind of inappropriate for a group like yeah. that to to give back to their volunteers in that way. But this, but you can go volunteer in a classroom for junior achievement and get yes. credit on the time banks. Exactly. 
I got to go back and how far back? I mean, I taught for him for geez, three or four years. Maybe I can, you know, go back and get some of those time bank credits. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> we've we've backdated some credits before, but we would just encourage you. Let's start fresh. Yeah, you know? let's start fresh. I love it. Yeah, Junior Achievement is such a great organization, they and they do such a good job in the classroom, offering a different angle of education. That's why I like it because kids don't hear as much about what is a credit card, what's a checkbook. Um, right. What is debt? How do you purchase a house? How do you purchase right. a car? Um, those important things. So if you're listening now, I think that's a it's a great opportunity to give back to the community and then also get involved in Time Bank. You know, right. you can go down to I used to go to West Middle School and go down there and mm-hmm. you know you teach four or five hours and now mm-hmm. you have four or five hours on the Time Bank and right. that's beautiful. And most people don't even realize how many hours per week that they give to their community. It's okay to show yourself how awesome you are. So sometimes people need those reminders about how amazing they are and to track it and say, wow, in one month I gave 50 hours? That's like 12 hours a week. That's amazing. Yeah, it's how no different. <laughs> it's no different than setting goals for your business, in my mm-hmm. opinion, stuff is, hey, I want to give back yes. this many hours. Now there's a platform to track it. Right. Right. So, folks, we're talking with Samantha Sargent. We're talking about time banks. Make sure you stick around because they do have an event coming up on Sunday, December 4th, down at the City Auditorium. We're going to talk about all the details about that. We'll be back right after these messages. Hey, folks, thanks for sticking around. Boy, a lot of interesting topics here. We're talking time banks. We're going to talk about the fundraiser coming up that Samantha Sargent is involved in. And uh, got to know Samantha through Brittany Troop. She came on the show. Um, We were doing a Veterans Day special um, as she is a veteran and talking about her new organization, that uh, Beamble. Right. That, that she put together. And so you guys met at another networking event in town, right? Right. And that's where I use some, some of my time credits. That's where I earn a lot of credits per week. Um, so One Million Cups is an entrepreneur support group. And so Brittany was there. She's a new entrepreneur, like you said, veteran. So she's just transitioning from one to the next. And uh, we all need help with that. So Yeah, it's a big transition, especially here in Calder Springs. There's mm-hmm. a, a lot of people transitioning out of whether it be Fort Carson, Peterson. Right. You know, there's a lot of bases here. So you guys met, and is she part of the uh, platform, or does she still need to get on there? You know, I need to double-check that. I think she might be a member. Yeah, let's hold her accountable on air here. I think that's great. Let's put her on the hot seat. Right? Let's have her call (laughs) We we should have had her on the air here and see. She's probably still sleeping off all the turkey and Thanksgiving, you know? smart. So talk about this festival that's coming up here on... uh, Sunday, December 4th at the City Auditorium from 1 to 5 p.m. And it also sounds like it's a fundraiser as well as a festival. Yes. So the festival portion, all the entertainment, some of the interaction, it's all free. So as Time Banks members, we want people to be able to participate no matter their fiscal ability. Again, that monetary piece, you can't take that away. But in Colorado Springs, we do have a lot of events that cost from $5 to get in all the way to hundreds of dollars just to get in the door. Um, So with the time banks, our goal is to get more of that community involvement. So there's activities going on and and anyone can come. And then the fundraiser piece, of course, at the door, people can make a donation. um, But more importantly, if they'd like to be a part of the run. So things that have a hard cost, there's always, you know, you can't take that piece away. So when someone does the run, they get um, they run the timed course. It's twenty dollars to be a part of the run. Um, Jacob with um, Fit, Trail Fit Fitness is 
going to be facilitating all that. Yep. He's actually also a part of a theater company. So at 2 o'clock is opening ceremonies. They're going to do a reenactment of the gingerbread story. So people have an understanding of that again. I know some adults that are like, what is the story? So they're going to do that. <laughs> and then they'll earn points as they go through the course. They'll catch the gingerbread man. They'll eat the gingerbread man. They get their treat at the end. That's how the race ends. And then they get a commemorative button that says, I caught the gingerbread man 2022. And then they get first access to take photos with the actors. And then actually at 3 o'clock, Santa's going to come. And everyone will have uh, the ability to take pictures with Santa as well. That's great. That's awesome. And and I don't even know where they do Santa anymore here in the Springs. I know at the North Pole, they used to do down at the yeah. Citadel. I'm not sure if they do the Citadel anymore. They do. And to do visit they? you to visit Santa, you have to purchase pictures. Yeah. So this is another opportunity where somebody, right. you know, wouldn't have that barrier if they're saying, hey, we want to bring the kiddos and get maybe, you know, some family pictures done with Santa. Great right. opportunity. And when we do events, we set up some photo spaces so obviously santa will have a nice backdrop and we will take pictures on people's devices for them and we have a professional photographer on site so anna will be taking pictures and if you choose to f- purchase those online she gives the digital photo for i think 15 dollars a picture yeah and you have all the rights to them you can do whatever you want with it once you have it so that's great there's an option if you want to have a professional um, you know, give you a photograph or if you're saying, hey, we're going to snap one on our own, right. um, more than welcome. So that's great because it what it provides is um, opportunities, like you said, especially with inflation and everything going on, it can get expensive to go out and, right. you know, if you have kids, I mean, that, that adds up quickly, right? So right. it's a great opportunity to say, hey, you can be involved. You can, you know, go downtown to the city auditorium and, uh, you know, participate. And this is... Uh, Let's see here. Not this Sunday. It's next Sunday, exactly. December 4th. Is there right. a sign-up required or do people just show up? It's not required, but there is an Eventbrite free RSVP. So we know how many people we're preparing for. And then the ticket for the run, obviously, when they check in, then we have their name and all their data. So we put them in the right bracket. There's four different brackets based on children or based on ages. There is a 16 and up. So we do hope to have a lot of the... High schoolers come out and do mm-hmm. some runs. I had a group of 30-year-old men that said, yeah, we could do this. So I haven't seen the registration come through yet, but <laughs> it should be there soon. That's great. That's great. And so people want more information. It's pikespeakregion.timebanks.org. And then the information's on there about the fundraiser and the festival. Yes, it's all on there. It's also on Connecting Communities, 719.com. And... Um, there's something else you mentioned. I forgot already. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I'm throwing you, you know, a lot of tough questions right. here. Uh, but the city auditorium, we were just talking about it. Is yeah. that, you know, that soon is going to be renovated. Starts in the summer, right? Yeah, they pushed back. The date was supposed to be January of 2023. They pushed it back into the summer. Probably will be pushed a little bit more. But once construction starts, it's supposed to be a two-year project. There you go. So, so a great opportunity for people to come down, see the before. Yes. And get then one last look. Yeah. And then in yeah. a couple of years, you can see it as it's, mm-hmm. you, you get some information. We're going to have Linda on here, folks, in probably two or three weeks. But you were mentioning you kind of knew what some of the renderings look like. And the staff there with Community Cultural Collective at the City Auditorium, they're amazing. So actually, I forgot to mention this to you before. We did some promotions for the Gingerbread Run. Linda runs a playgroup every other Wednesday. Um, she has a PBS show, so she runs that in person. So Rocky Mountain PBS, anyone can watch it, but we get to experience it in person with Linda. And so the Gingerbread Man came out to that event. We had our setup there, 
and um, got to interact with the kids, and that was amazing. Um, they really liked seeing the gingerbread man. He's about that tall. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. You guys can't see that, so it was probably, what, seven, eight feet yeah, tall? pretty tall. That's up there. Um, and you were saying how big is the auditorium going to be? It's going to be five stories? or They're adding three stories three to stories. the roof, yep, and then there's already the existing level. So I think in total it'll be six feet, six stories Wow. High. And it's what's going to be down there? Almost everything. They're going to have co-working space, a daycare, um, and then multiple theaters. So rather than just having the one main room, that's going to be like a lobby. And then the big room will have like 700 seating for a show and then two smaller theaters. And then they're going to have a coffee house cafe. And then they're also going to have um, downstairs a speakeasy. That's great. Yeah, Very well, it needs community. to be done. It needs to be done because yeah. that's city auditorium, you know, in my opinion, has been neglected for a while. Yeah, right. It's right in the heart of downtown, so kudos to them for doing that. And, Samantha, we were talking a little bit about you do this really as, you know, volunteering what you do at the time banks. Mm-hmm. And tell us a little bit about what you're, um, you know, you do outside of that. So I am an event coordinator, and that's kind of where, you know, the time banks members really navigate where we go as a group. And so nationwide, worldwide, we're encouraged to do potlucks every month. The potlucks haven't really taken hold in Colorado Springs, but what we did find is that people want to support local. They want to get out. So we've been doing fundraiser dinners at different places like Perry's Pizza, who will actually be at the festival as well, so people can come and have some food there. Um, So we just kind of go to different restaurants each time to be social and be together. And that's once a month. We try to do once a month, yep. And, um, and you put that on your website, I assume, where you guys are meeting and all yes. that so people can see. Mm-hmm. So the question that you asked me kind of took me down another path, but that's um, – I forget what we were talking about. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> well, I was asking you, you said you also do event coordinating, kind of right. consulting for people. Yes. Um, you mentioned realtors. You talked about how unorganized realtors are <laughs> and how you help them, you know, set up events and stuff like that. So dot like the you, I's, cross the T's. Yeah. No, opposite. Dot, <laughs> yeah, dot the I, cross the T's. Got it. <laughs> That's great. So uh, much needed, you know. And so this is great. The fundraiser and the festival, folks, Sunday, December 4th, 1 to 5 p.m. Um, the run starts at 2. It's right downtown at the city auditorium. We got about 30 seconds left here. Why don't you go ahead and just share the contact information again for the time banks and how people can reach out? Sure. People can call me again. My name is Samantha Sargent. My phone number is 719-310-9211. Directly with the Pikes Peak Region is um, Pikes Peak Region Time Banks is pikespeakregion.timebanks.org and pikespeakregion.timebanks at gmail.com. Samantha, thanks for coming in, especially right after Thanksgiving. You're a trooper. Thank you. This is great. Yeah. Black Friday is today, right? <laughs> it is. Here we are. Well, they said it's less important now because they, you know, do it through the whole month, right? Oh, right, right. It started three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's crazy. All right, folks, we'll wrap it up. Another show of the extra in the books. You got Tom Martino next.